0: This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. We use the support of our patrons to bring you the best show we can. We also reward our patrons with bonus audio each week. If you would like to contact us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share nerdy stuff and talk to our listeners. You'd also reach us at brian.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, mike.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, erica.nerdpodcastradio at, you guessed it, gmail.com. It's not at, you guessed it, it's radio at gmail.com and anthony it's a joke anthony doesn't have an email address you can also reach us on twitter at super vegan at nerdcaster mike at kersey erica and of course at nerdcast radio thanks for listening everyone enjoy the show Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. This is your host today, Super Vegan Brian, and I am joined by Kersey smurf Hello. And one of our returning guest hosts,
1: David Theobald Third. Hello.
2: Fanfare,
1: Yeah. Yay. I've just resigned myself to it now. You're just going to keep saying the whole thing, so go for it. <laughs>
0: so, David Theobald III... Yes, for the for the, um, for the listeners who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Oh, uh, I'm a friend of Brian's. We met several years ago at a strategic con, and uh, I've been doing nerdy things most of my life. I'm a huge gamer. I uh, uh, yeah, I play computer games and board games and tabletop RPGs and you name it, I play it. And um, Erica,
2: yeah. why don't
0: you tell us a bit a little bit about yourself? I'm you don't not do that very often. No,
2: that's because I'm not interesting.
0: Oh, okay. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we are going to talk about a topic we've been trying to talk about for a while, but we had to get this combination of hosts on to do it. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about the Dresden Files. Um, After we do What's Nerdy With You, this episode will contain spoilers for all 15 books of the Dresden Files. So this is a very narrow episode for people who have either read all the books or don't care
1: about spoilers <laughs> yeah but we're
0: going to be yeah. talking in great detail about the dresden files
1: are we but, only talking about the books because there's a tv series and a, a graphic novel series as well Oh
2: no, yeah we can, i'm familiar with the tv
1: just stuff, not the graphic cool. novel okay
2: but now that i know there's a graphic novel i'm gonna have to reach out to epic loop and ask them about it uh,
1: yeah there's I want to say in
2: fact I can Facebook them because oh get this get this side note
1: mm-hmm.
2: so I called Epic Loop which is my local gaming store here in Ohio and was like hey do you have these particular items and they were like uh we don't want to tie up the phone line so could you just Facebook message us what you want and we'll we'll look it up and send it back to you I was like oh did not expect that but that's a very efficient way to do things <laughs>
1: that's pretty cool actually
2: So yeah, that was my side note that's it
1: uh looks like there's 10 volumes of the graphic novel uh yeah put i out. don't know that rubs me the wrong way what what do they use their phone
0: for
2: probably credit card stuff
0: oh like their their phone they only have the one phone line for their credit card thing
2: well a lot of businesses won't okay okay so Credit cards work a little bit differently than, like, just using a general IP, depending on the credit card system you have. And if the credit card system you have requires an actual, like, phone line, then, you know, it can be tied up both ways.
0: Yeah, you know, a lot of stores don't have that problem when they just set up with Square.
2: Are are you plugging Square now? Or do they pay us?
0: This episode brought to you by... <laughs> yeah, they don't pay us. <laughs> I was I was listening to um I don't know, some podcast. Um I don't remember which one. Oh, it was Behind the Bastards. I was listening to Behind the Bastards and they started it off with, Would you like a crunchy cool ranch Dorito? And she was like, No, no, thank you. Yeah, but you know, they might sponsor us. Oh, cool ranch Doritos. <laughs> <That's it. laughs>
1: My I, favorite I refreshing we'll snack,
2: yeah. I don't think we'll be worth it. Like, if, if we need some sponsors, we need like Cheez Its because I eat like a ridiculous <laughs> amount of Cheez Its. saying,
1: Microsoft, everyone's favorite operating system, yes.
0: <laughs>
2: everybody Skype. that's intelligent,
0: Skype, brought bringing to you sketchy quality podcasts. Since, <laughs> <laughs> um. So um, we're going to talk about the Dresden Files, but first.
2: But first, we're going to play everybody's favorite game, What's Nerdy With You, where all the hosts uh, discuss what was the nerdiest thing they did this week, and we vote using the Patnet Mike My- Myler's widget system, where the winner gets all the widgets. Was that good? That,
0: that was, was really good. Yeah. And um, as our guest host, David, Oh yes. first. What
1: was nerdy with you this week? Uh, I went to Strategicon last weekend. I was there the whole time, started on Friday. We were done on Monday. My friends Grant and Leland from Vegas came into town, played a lot of Pathfinder. I got to play some minis games on Saturday. It was a lot of fun. uh, the first one I've missed in a while uh, we 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 missed you there, Brian.
0: <laughs> yeah, nobody thought about me once. <laughs> you are wrong, sir um there's always that little period at the beginning of the con where everybody's looking for faces. Like, is is so-and-so going to be here? Is so-and-so going to be here?
1: (laughs) I I, I actually had two people in the Pathfinder room ask me if you were around and I was like, no, Uh, no, he's, he's gone.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, I made a promise to, um, to Eric and Don that I would get together with them again, hopefully at a strategic con before three years passes, because it was three years since I'd seen them the last time when I was there the last time.
1: Mm. Um, did you do any Starfinder this time? I still have not done any Starfinder. I GM'd my two Pathfinder games for my badge credit, and then I played in a couple others. Got in a couple of board games that were a lot of fun. Met my weekly D&D game group there, and we played uh, a game of Settlers, because not everybody showed. And then uh, I got to play a Napoleonic's Miniatures game on Sunday. That was a lot of fun. And then I got to play a... Uh, it's a... Uh, alternate history fantasy world war ii game called dust sunday night that was a lot I've of i've heard of
3: dust that it's
1: the minis no, for it are awesome and the gameplay for it is yeah the gameplay for it is actually quite engaging and fun i enjoyed it greatly um did they have any pathfinder second edition playtest stuff going on they had a lot of pathfinder second edition playtest go, stuff going on cool uh you weren't had, involved in it I was not. No, they had a whole bunch of the pre-generated characters, and they had several tables in every slot that were running it. So, I I, I'm not even 100% sure what the feedback from it was. Erica's played the playtest.
2: test. Yeah. Thanks oh. for stealing my nerdy thing.
0: No, no, I'm... Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Erica, what was nerdy with you this week?
2: Oh, well, good thing I had two, because not only did I play the pathfinder play test and it was a ton of fun um i also uh got back into magic after not playing since 1999 98 um so i built a black and white uh lifelink deck so i'm very excited about it yay
1: nice i haven't owned physical magic cards in, or i haven't bought physical magic cards in a long time but you play the I online s- game I do now, yeah, there's a, a beta for the Magic the Gathering Arena game going around that I'm in, which is a lot of fun.
0: I, um, my Magic experience was high school, which was more than 20 years ago now. And then I hung out with friends at a Mexican restaurant while they played Draft a few times after that. But that's oh, about
2: neat. It. Yeah, so I guess we both stopped playing at the same time.
0: 97?
2: Yeah. Well, twenty years ago is ninety eight,
0: but yeah, more than twenty years ago is what I said. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's my way of not doing math. Mm. Is to just say more than.
2: (laughs) Well, you know Uh. what's really shitty is I had a shit ton of green and black. Like I had like a like about three different green black decks that I had created, like hundreds of cards. And my little brother, Jonathan, was like, oh, I'm playing magic now. And I was like, oh, well, here's my cards. And I think I think this was like 2003 ish. And so I gave him all my cards. And then when I started playing again, I was like, I wonder if he still has my cards. And I called him and he's like, oh, no, I got no idea what happened to that. And I'm like, how did you lose Aww. like two hundred cards? Like there were there were cards in there that are like worth forty or fifty dollars now just for the fucking card. And I'm like that's shit.
0: <laughs> I had so many cards. When I was in high school, I helped um I would go to a tournament in Costa Mesa, California and um and help a vendor and he paid us in cards. So he would just give us give us boxes and boxes of cards. It was ridiculous. Awesome. So yeah. when I quit magic I spent my senior year um, just selling my cards to freshmen and making huge amounts of money. That's a good way of doing it. I would be like, "How much do you think you should pay for this giant box of commons?" I'll give you a hundred bucks for it. Okay. <laughs> wow, <You're
1: talking> about, <laughs> talk about fleecing freshmen! Jeez. Yes, I don't. I don't have any shame about it at all. Man, um, I used to have thousands and thousands of cards, but over the years I've sold them off and gotten rid of them. So.
2: Well, I just, you know, gave them to my little brother, who got rid of them for me, you know.
1: Well,
0: my nerdy thing is a little different. Um,
2: Is it karaoke?
0: No, it's not. Uh, Oh yay! It is magic related. Mm Mhm. Um, Heather and I went to a magic show. Uh, um, and we ha went ha ha. to Yahat's for the weekend. We went to the coast oh, and nice. we went to the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. Oh, there, there's so many nerdy things we did. We went to the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. We went to the Wax Museum. We went to the under gardens. We, we looked at sea lions. Um, the underwater gardens was so lame.
2: <laughs> yeah, it,
0: it was. Uh, yeah. It's a big boat and you go under it and they have an aquarium at the, and the second level of the boat. But they make it out like you're underwater. Like you're looking at the ocean, but you're not. It's an aquarium.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And the only part that was redeeming about it is they have a little show where a diver goes underwater and you see the diver swimming around in the aquarium tank because it's like the largest. It's supposed to be like the largest underwater garden in America or something like that. But I doubt that. Um, mm. But the, the diver is swimming around down there and he's doing this little act like the fish are trained. To res- respond to a dinner bell when it's time to eat. And he rings a dinner bell. And no fish budge. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the nerdy thing that happened was we went, we went to the magic show. And um, they did a knife throwing act. And the magician asked for volunteers. And nobody volunteered. And I raised my hand. And they put me in front of the knife throwing board. Nice. I got a video of it. I'm going to put it on the Facebook page. Okay, cool. But uh, the I'm scared to death because he the the um the assistant is like, "Hold still." And I've already seen him throw knives and seen them bounce off the board. Okay. So, I'm like shaking nervous because I'm standing in front of this knife throwing board and he's going, "One." too and then he'll be like oh let me change this a little bit and then he had me hold a balloon <laughs> and um i'm and they're telling me don't move your hand put your hand back in oh you're moving too much move your hand back in the assistant is up there just giving me quick instructions and she's scaring the crap out of me cuz i'm standing there like dead still and she's like you just moved your hand move your hand back in i'm like oh my god so they have me hold this balloon in my left hand and they go, oh, let's make this even harder, make this even even more, you know, um, more challenging. And they put a blindfold over my head. So they go, one, two, three. And I hear the balloon pop. And I look. And the knife had bounced off of the thing and fallen on the ground near my foot. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I go back to my seat, um, to my, my seat, shaking. And Heather is laughing her ass off. And she shows me the video she took. And when they put the blindfold over my head, he didn't actually throw the knife.
1: The assistants just stabbed the balloon.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: that reminds me of a show at the uh, Red Fair. Uh, oh man, yeah, it's good. It
0: reminded me of a show at the Red Fair too. The guy was called Malatov, and he did um, he did sword swallowing. We, we came in about halfway through the show. We saw sword swallowing. We saw knife throwing. He did a bunch of knife throwing around his assistant. And um, they did. Um, he laid down on a bed of nails while his assistant did things like jump up on top, jump up and down on top of him. Or she put a balloon on his chest and bounced on the balloon. And then the balloon popped and she landed on his chest. And she Ooh, stood gosh. on his chest and balanced. And he got up from the bed of nails and showed his back and he had all these little pinpricks in his back and none of them were bleeding mm-hmm. of course huh. but i mean you could see the indentations it was freaky interesting uh, so it is time for voting um david where do you put your widgets you have four
1: oh um well getting back into magic is like one of the geekiest things you could do because there's no bigger money sink in the world than magic the gathering so erica gets three of them and brian gets the fourth because magic shows are fun yeah, especially when you're in your late thirties, Erica. So, oh man, yeah. I'm not
2: in my late thirties. I am in my mid thirties. Thank you very much.
0: You're like 37 now, aren't you?
2: No, I'm 35.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs>
2: asshole! I'm just kidding. I really don't care about my age. No, but you know what? The best thing about getting back into it when you're in your thirties. You can actually you... afford it now. Yeah, you have a job. So, so it was so funny because. Because I was at Epic Loot, and the guy was, uh, uh, I told him what kind of deck I was building, what I had already, and what I was kind of looking to do with it. And he's like, well, uh, have you heard of this card? And this, you know, and tell me what they do and how they would, you know, the the synergy of it. And I was like, oh, no, 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 okay. And he's like, um, well, that card's $5. Is that okay? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, grab two of them. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> it was just really funny. Like,
1: <laughs> Well, he's used to having people come in there and be like, oh, $5? No, I can't get that one. Uh, let's go with
2: <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. And then <laughs> it was just really, really, really funny. So I think I spent like – I, well, I also picked up my comic pool and got another comic box for my comics. So I think it was like 90 bucks total. And my comic pool was at least 30 because I haven't picked it up in a while. So I spent, you know, sixty bucks on cards. Well
0: oh, not but, bad.
2: But it was just funny. Like it, it, I was just like, okay, yeah, that's exactly what I want. Yeah. Well, yeah, that and actually he's
0: like, that actually reminds me of something, Erica.
2: Hmm.
0: How? Where do you put your widgets?
2: <laughs> Thanks, Brian. <laughs> God. Um, I find it stinking hilarious. That uh, that magician just completely psycho fucked you, and that is amazing.
1: <laughs> <Hair to death>. <laughs> <laughs> he, so, he was in your head, man. He was yeah. In
2: your
0: head. <laughs> well, the 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 worst part is is I've seen that gag before.
2: Yeah, I know. You know a lot about magic. You love, right?
1: Magic. Yeah. Know what's coming. So, but you still just. <laughs>
2: Yeah, he totally fucked you, and I think that's great. Um, so I'm gonna have to give, uh, all my widgets to the Magician. But since I can't give them to the Magician, um, I'll give you two, Brian.
0: And the other two?
2: And the other two is gonna go to David, because I've always wanted to go to Strategic Con, and I can't. I never Uh get to
0: go. This leaves me in an interesting place, because David's got two, Erica's got three, and I have three. Um... I'm gonna give two to David and two to Erica, because I know how nerdy Strategicon is, and it's much more nerdy than what I did. <laughs> and I know how nerdy it is to get back into Magic and play the Pathfinder 2 playtest. So you know that gives Erica five, David Yay. four, and three. So Erica wins. You get the widgets. Yay!
2: Yay. All the widgets.
0: We've added be- a childproof container to the
1: widgets after the last incident with Rowan when you won the last time.
2: Oh, good. good. I was day.
1: gonna. I was gonna say. Hopefully, you don't start any forest fire you get blamed yeah. for starting any forest fires. Have Have the feathers <laughs> molted yet?
2: No, no, not yet. <laughs> oh, yay! I so, won.
0: Yay! So. Warning again to listeners, spoilers are about to start as we talk about the Dresden Files. This is really just for us. We've we've all been dying to just dig into the series and mm-hmm. because we've all read it and we wanna dig into the series and just spoil the crap of it. Scrap oh, yeah. Well uh, my
1: my friend Grant got me started on it years ago. The first book came out in two thousand, so yeah, he got me into it like right out of high school, two thousand four, two
0: thousand five. Yeah, I, I
3: started, started outing, Oh Oh go ahead, go Brian. Ahead, I'm
1: no, I was about to
0: say I heard about it when the series came out and, you know, it never really I never really thought about there being books or anything. I just watched the series and thought it was really cool and was disappointed when it was
1: canceled. Yeah, I actually enjoyed the TV series. A lot of people that like the books didn't enjoy the TV series. And I'm one of the few that did, apparently, from what I've read online.
2: No, I enjoyed the TV series. That's actually where I heard about it is the TV series. Like I was watching and I was like, this is super awesome. And I thought it was hysterically funny. And then um God, it had to be had to be like eight years later, I thought about the T V series randomly and I was like, I wonder if there's like books or anything. <laughs> and and so I looked it up and I was like, Oh shit, look at that. So I got uh all the books, um, all the dress and file audiobooks, because I love audiobooks. I don't have any time to really read anymore. And then it turned out it was narrated by James Marsters, which was even better. So uh yeah.
1: Right, this makes me want to start buying audiobooks then, because I don't I usually just read hardcover. I don't read audio I don't listen to audiobooks. Well, oh. Um, James Marsters has a great voice for Dresden.
0: Mm-hmm. I I did not do the audiobooks, but I definitely, I might do that in the
1: future for a reread. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't even buy them from my Kindle. I bought actual paperbacks. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: I don't remember the details
0: about the series at all, but I do remember a few things. Like, so when I was reading <laughs> paper through the books. series... Yes, paper books. When I was reading through the series, I, um... The big thing that hit me was how much they had changed Bob in the TV show.
1: Yes. And I was like, oh, that pissed off people who read the books. I think Mm -hmm. that was one of the big thing. One of the big problems people had with the TV show. Um,
0: I don't know why they simplified things so much. Um, they also changed Murphy's hair color, which, Mm -hmm. you know, is a big, kind of a big deal in the books. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, all right, let's start from scratch. Um, let's do this nerd podcast radio style. Dresden files described badly. David, um, we're doing uh, books, not show.
1: Right. Uh, out of work, wizard keeps finding himself in terrible situations with b- holding bad ways out. But things tend to work out to a certain degree. Erica?
2: Oh, I was going to say... Uh, um, poverty-stricken man finds he has magic and is completely fucked over by it day after day.
0: That's a oh, good one. That's pretty yeah. good. Um, mine is Hey everybody, let's learn stuff about Chicago you didn't know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh,
0: I love how much detail he goes into Chicago stuff. Like I can imagine that if you're from Chicago and you read the Dresden Files, it's a lot more interesting.
3: Because
0: mm-hmm. it's, I mean, He goes into detail in locations, like talks like that. The um, the dinosaur skeleton. I looked that up. That's real. Hey, Polka will never
1: die. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Polka will never die. die. I think Butters is far and away my all time favorite character of the show or the, 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 the series. So, yeah, Butters is pretty damn awesome,
0: especially the fact that he had my biggest like. Holy shit, laugh out loud moment in the entire series and the entire series was building up to it. <laughs> right? What
2: moment's that?
0: When he became a Jedi. Yes.
2: Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> He's got a lightsaber. <laughs> so, um I have to talk a, bl- a little bit about Butters and Erica. Can you please give me permission for some minor spoilers? Okay. It's it's a very mi- <clears throat> it's a very minor spoiler. It'll give you some excitement about reading the short story. Okay. So when Butters is being trained by Michael, now you all know that Knights of the Cross, they get like a supernatural call from God to do their missions. Yes. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Well, um, Butters is being trained by Michael, and he's been um, jogging with Michael using a training strap. Michael rides a bike, and Butters has the strap tied to him. And he has to react to Michael doing things like turning wildly or slowing down or speeding up and stuff like that. And he said it was really hard to get used to at first. It used to fall on my face a lot, but now I'm starting to get used to it until this happened. And I saw something impossible and fell on my face. And Michael's like, what's wrong? And he goes, you can't see that? And he's like, see what? And he's like, there's a big yellow exclamation point above that homeless man. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs>
2: oh, god, that's oh. Fantastic.
3: oh my
1: god that's amazing yep
0: <laughs> and when when he's fighting a bad thing later in the story it has a little red squares above it and he can track it through walls
3: <laughs> oh holy crap that's funny
1: yeah oh wow Oh, okay because, that that made my morning right there. <laughs> so
0: um we're we're kind of scattering all over the place. So let's try to organize the Dresden files a little bit. So we have Harry Dresden a wizard and he's also a private detective. That's really important.
1: Yeah, but not only is he a wizard, he's a wizard with a very tragic past. Yes.
0: In a wizard of the
2: White Council.
1: Yes. Yes. And well, not at first. At first he's not at, first. at first he's a criminal under the threat of death constantly.
2: He was, no, he was still a wizard of the White Council. That's yeah. why he had the whatever of Damocles.
1: Yeah, the sword of Damocles literally Doom of uh, Doom of Damocles. Yeah. I have
0: I am I am the prestigious person who has read them most recently, so I will be correcting everybody. Okay. Feel free. <laughs> um so um just in basic terms, we have a wizard who's a private detective in Chicago. He works with a cop named Karen Murphy, who is at first in charge of special investigations, which is like the supernatural.
1: Yeah. It's the part of the police force that no one ever wants to get stuck on because they do all the weird grip. Yeah. Um, and then you got,
0: um, so that's basically the main two characters for the first few books. You also have Susan who starts off as an investigative paranormal um, journalist and ends up turning into a half vampire freedom fighter.
1: Oh man. That is such a great uh, reintroduction
0: when she comes back. You just have an amazing arc with her all the way up until book. Um, it was book twelve. Yeah, changes.
1: Changes. Yeah.
0: So book one through twelve is all about Harry taking cases, and first you have Harry taking cases in the supernatural, solving cases and dealing with the White Council. Then you have the vampire war. And Harry taking cases
1: yeah and then you start getting into the uh, starts dealing with the fae and you go into the fae world and the fae wilds and the different courts and
0: yeah that's kind of going on the whole time during the vampire war you got big major arcs the vampire war is one big arc and the fae is one big arc and the vampire war cumulates and changes when Harry sacrifices his love to kill all the
1: vampires well, all the red cords, all, all the, the red, red Corps. <laughs> which is a lot of them, and it's amazing It'll, that the world, the world, the world kind of collapses for a little while because so many of them were in places of power. Fancy that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And
0: then you have Harry with his godmother Aunt, um the Lien and yeah, Queen uh, it, Mab. Yeah, like uh, my godmother, literal fairy godmother, fairy godmother, <laughs> and Harry ends up becoming
1: the winter night in changes and then he dies <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: to be fair though. The death was orchestrated. He, he needed to, It was, it was all part of the master plan.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, what,
1: what did you guys think of the whole him killing himself are part of that? Oh, when, when I first read it at the end of the book and I didn't know it was part of the plan. I was like, what? No, no. Yeah, I, but that's
2: I, not the first time he's like, Made an attempt on his own life.
1: I know, but it was the first time when you know things were looking great. He was going to go on a date with Murphy, and everything was going to go awesome. And then all of a sudden, just he didn't even hear the shot. Just boom, and then the book ends. And I literally went, got up from where I was reading it, threw the book at my buddy. He was like, "What the hell, dude?"
2: Yeah, no. See, I did something similar. I got really upset and like started like crying. <laughs> And my husband, like, so we were both reading the series at the same time, but I was, like, three books ahead of him. And, like, I start crying, and he's like, what's wrong? And I was like, Harry died!
3: <laughs>
2: and uh, he was really, really, he still hasn't, fit- he just stopped reading at that point. He oh, still hasn't finished them, and he doesn't let me forget it.
1: Oh. So so was the, I was the opposite, my my, my buddy that got me into it had all read them before, so he knew. I threw the book out of He he went, oh, got to the end, huh?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep,
1: yep, yep, yep.
2: Uh, but I, so.
1: I mean, the I book after it, Ghost Story, was really, really good. And I love the way that all played out.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it did. Like, when I read Ghost Story, and I, I was like, <laughs> I told my husband, he comes back. And it didn't make any difference. He was still really mad at me. Oh. I think it's like one of the only times he's been legitimately mad at me in all of our relationship.
1: <laughs> oh, you done goofed.
2: Yeah, well. It wasn't it wasn't on purpose. I was emotionally vulnerable at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, but now I uh I I I like the dress and falls, but you're right. The way the way it ended with like all he just gets shot seemingly out of nowhere. Yeah. But again
1: I mean the, the not great the way to end a book. Talk talk about making people want to read the next one.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh <laughs> absolutely. I mean, in grave peril he like eats that poisonous mushroom. Yeah. And he's like, Yep. Yep, I'm gonna die in a couple hours. Do you got well, a couple I, hours to make me your slave, Leah?
1: I, I also love how uh how uh, the short story book that came out right after uh, Changes had the, the story from Murphy's point of view of where, you know, she was ready for the date and Harry never showed up.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember, like, I was reading it and I was like, Karen, you don't understand.
1: I know. <laughs> Felt so sad for her. <laughs>
0: oh. Yeah, I I um I read it right after Changes, so I still thought he was still dead. But I knew the name of the next book, and I knew there right. were more books coming. Yeah. And um, but during Ghost Story, I figured out what was going on because they kept saying you're not, you're different, you're not really a ghost, stuff like that. Uh, they kept yeah. characters who were in the know kept saying things like that. Yeah. You have a different energy, or you're not, you know, you're not a ghost, and and stuff like that. That it was just like, and they kept on saying he's a shade, he's a shade, he's a shade, and I was like, that's a that's a red herring.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I I. I did love how you actually get to see what the inside of Bob's skull is like. Oh yeah, yeah. that was cool. That was very. <laughs> cool. So that that's a good segue
0: into let's do favorite characters, then do favorite books in the series. Um, so, um, David, favorite characters.
1: Oh, Butters is always great. Just for his uh, the way he he always pitches in right when you need him to, and he's never never far from a quip. Uh, Michael's another one that's a lot of fun that I really enjoy. So let's uh, talk a little bit about Butters first. Okay.
0: So who he's, is Waldo Butters?
1: Oh, Waldo Butters is the the uh, the doctor who's in charge of the morgue for the uh, Chicago the Greater Chicago area, and uh, he uh, Harry uh, enlists his help uh, several times over the course of the book series. For dealing with his cases and some things that even the one time when they have to deal with the undead, it kind of invades Butters life, whether he wants it to or not. <laughs> and Butters
0: um, figured out that supernatural stuff was going on on his own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the that's the the one really cool thing about his character that
1: he is freaking well- Brilliant. Yeah, well, also, he's a geek. He plays he plays online games. He plays Dungeons & Dragons. He's, mm-hmm. he, he's, he's like, oh, there's undead stuff going on. This isn't good.
2: <laughs> I love that Harry plays D&D with the werewolves and butters. Oh, God, yes. It's just, like, one of those, like, perfect flavor things that I didn't know. have to be put in there. Yeah. But it really, it cements their friendship outside of, like, the case solving, mm-hmm. you know?
1: I love also that Harry just plays a barbarian because all he wants to do is swing a big sword around.
2: (laughs) Exactly. He's like, fuck the magic. I just want to swing the sword.
1: But when the wizard casts
0: spells, Harry's like, that's not how it would work. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's not how... the no. (laughs) We've talked about this. (laughs) 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 You're not allowed to say that when people cast spells. He's like, yeah, but a fireball wouldn't go in a 20-foot radius. Oh, shut up, Harry. (laughs) my favorite thing in that is when they said that's how they used to work in the game and they changed it because it was too hard to do the math and it slowed the game down
3: <laughs> and it's
0: true in the original yeah. like second edition and first edition um fireball would spread out to fill the volume
1: Yep, it's, well second ed and, and even third ed to a degree were charts the game so cause you know, there's a chart for that
2: yeah all the charts yep.
1: Oh, uh, this chart points you to another chart. Yeah.
0: Um. When so Harry started playing role playing games with the werewolves. Yes. And, and when Kirby died, Butters took over as their GM.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is amazing.
0: But <laughs> I liked when Harry decided to play with the werewolves. It was sort of like a big deal because it was like Harry didn't want to like live. He wanted to live
1: separate from other people. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's when he finally realized like he needs his friends. Yeah.
1: Well, it's also one of the big plot points of the book series is wizards and uh, magic and electronics and other things don't really mix. Whenever he's around, light bulbs, whenever he's like using his power yeah. and stuff, light bulbs break and, you know, tell stu- electronic things go on the fritz and he uh, so the fact that, you know, they let him come into their house and, you know, hang out and play games and stuff is very important to the fact of just how much of a friend he is that they're willing to put up with all that. Cause where he lives, he doesn't have any electronics. He doesn't have, he doesn't even have a water heater. He was a, a wood burning stove. Uh. Yeah. So, um, Erica, what's your favorite character?
2: Oh, uh, probably charity carpenter.
0: Oh, really? Charity yeah. is
1: amazing. Yeah. You, I, I take it you relate to her. I do. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm a little bit more afraid of her than I am of Michael.
2: Yeah, yeah. Charity is, uh, she's a very strong character. She loves her family. She loves her husband. Um, later you find out she's magically inclined, which is why she's always angry at Harry for bringing the shit around her house. And, um, and I love that she takes in, uh, Harry's daughter. You know, they take in Harry's daughter. So, you know, Charity. Great the things
0: about the books is the Carpenter family and how you see them all grow up. Yes.
2: Oh, yeah. 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 It's,
0: th- that's one of the phenomenal things about the Dresden Files is you have this feeling of character growth that you just don't see in other book series.
1: Oh, yeah. The first time they're introduced, Molly's like 14 still or whatever. And then by the end of it, she's, uh, yeah, being a badass on her own. Yeah. You
0: see the birth of Harry. Um. They name one of their kids after Harry. Yes. Oh, hold on. Uh oh. Someone with a bad phone. Oh, Brian. That is an Ooh. alarm that I had set on my vacation, and I forgot to turn it off. Ooh, I'm telling. Um. So you you see the birth of one of their kids, Harry, but then you see him grow up into like a a what is he like by the time you get to Skin Game? He's
1: like ten. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, 10 or 12 or something like that. Well, there's a there's a little bit of a time jump between Changes and and uh Ghost Stories. It's a few months at least, I think. I, I honestly don't remember how long it is. Mm-hmm. In is the short a, there is a time jump. <laughs> in the short story Zoo Days, you get a little
0: bit where um Maggie says that Harry gave him gave her this book where there's this book that the kids have that tell them about the supernatural creatures that only children can see. Oh, nice. And Molly gave it, Molly had it first, but then when she grew up, she forgot about it and gave it to one of the other kids. And then Harry had it and gave it to Maggie when he was starting to forget about it. Aww. yeah. The, um, I, I won't spoil too much about that because I know, I know Erica doesn't want spoilers, but yeah, that it, it, it really deepens the universe even more when you learn about that. There's this whole supernatural world that, world that children can see. And you also learn a big giant thing about mouse.
1: I love mouse. Mouse is I, – can, can I amend my favorite character and just say mouse? Sure.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Harry's dog. What what breed is mouse? A? Um, he's a,
0: a – uh, what did he oh, call man. him a – an Alaskan Brontosaurus?
1: No, yeah, well, he's a, he's a Malayan uh, uh, Caucasian temp, temp, temple guard or whatever temple guard dog, temple dog or whatever. Dog. Yeah,
0: but he's a Malamute Caucasian, is what the exact breed that Jim Butcher says.
1: Okay, yeah, and he's also the size of a small a small truck.
0: So. Yeah, I want to see um, a I mean, story written from Mister Harry's cats point of view why it would just be oh, i pissed yeah. at this guy and starts dying, starts knocking stuff off shelves well there's a little thing about mister that i thought was really interesting so harry has this thing called the third eye where he can see things with wizard sight yes and when he looked at mister with his sight on mister doesn't look any different nope because mister is just mister yeah cat yeah, that that was interesting to me because everything looks different with the wizard sight on except for that cat <laughs> He's also <Yeah>. thirty pounds.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think Mister has to like the way he describes Mister. I think Mister has to be a um, a, is it a manx mancoon? Mm-hmm.
0: But Honestly, I, I, I have a I have a theory about Mister. I, I, personally, I think Mister's is uh, his familiar. I think me. Mister's his mother. Ooh, interesting.
3: What?
0: I think really Maggie's hmm. not dead, and she's been watching him the whole
1: time interesting but mister's a boycat too so yeah, maybe not. that's that's arbitrary yeah i mean it's a cat who cares <laughs> uh, i i think
0: there's a big reveal about mister coming because mm-hmm. mister looks like mister in sight and that's weird and
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah that's an interesting thought though i know hmm. all right to, i, I know to we're
0: gonna get that. i mean there's so many mysteries about the books we haven't gotten yet ha, jim butcher said there's going to be 20 books followed by a trilogy also awesome. wow yeah, the, he wants to do 20 books, which are case books. He calls them case books. Mm-hmm. And then the trilogy will be an apocalyptic trilogy. That's awesome. Yeah. Can't
2: wait. Well, I want to know because because they've always hinted, and maybe I, it's been a long time since I finished all the books. I just started rereading them. Like, I'm on summer night right now. Mm-hmm. But um, I want to know what they're talking about because they're always hinting that. Harry's mother had a had a plan for him. You know what he was meant to be. You know what he was meant to be. You know what he was meant to be.
0: Well, in the later books, you start hearing Harry called the starborn, too. Like, he was yeah. born under this, like, confluence of stars where he can affect outsiders, and he's an unusual wizard for that
1: reason. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of have a feeling that Harry's going to end up being the new Merlin at some point. But. Yeah.
2: Oh, no, he's definitely going to be the Merlin at some point.
1: And. I believe that
0: if the apocalyptic trilogy is coming, it's going to have to do with the outsiders breaching the gate.
2: Yeah.
0: I can yeah. Say that. That's definitely going to be... I mean, because we, we have... I mean, the way the books have written so far, we had the vampire arc, which was the big giant arc. You had the fairy arc in the background, which is now the big giant arc. Yeah. And they've been building up into this war with the outsiders. Yeah. Where they show that Mab's true purpose is taking... Children from the fairies and tre- training them to be at war and to fight at this giant gate where the outsiders are basically trying to force their way into this reality,
3: Yep.
0: um there's also the old ones, which were brought up a little bit
2: mm-hmm.
0: um they have only been brought up in two short stories, um back up, maybe
2: I'm not thinking about the same old ones
0: then they like Cthulhu,
2: oh, I thought we were talking about the island,
0: no. No, no, you have the, the old ones were brought up in the story backup, which is from Thomas's point of view, yeah. where you find out that Thomas has been engaged in this secret war. Mm. You have read that one, Erica. I have. Okay. Yeah, because that yeah, in was the inside. Story. Yeah. Oh, um, oh okay, I haven't read that. Yeah,
2: I have. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. The, um, so you find out that Thomas has been engaged in this secret war that Harry can't even know about. And then in the ones you haven't read, you find out what well, Molly comes up against some of the old ones, but I won't go into too much detail on that. Mm. The um, I would say my favorite character would have to be Bob. Bob's great. Um, mm-hmm. I like Bob because one, he's a super powerful spirit of intellect that lives inside a skull, and two, he's a pervert, <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> So, oh, so, sorry,
2: Harry. I wasn't. I wasn't paying attention. I was looking at Justine's luscious. Um...
1: <laughs> I love what 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 Butters gets Bob after Harry dies, and and uh, Bob can hook into Butter's Wi-Fi. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um.
0: Yeah. When Bob got the internet, and Harry picked him up to take him back, and he's like, "You need to get the internet." <laughs> 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 um. The um. I also liked when Butters uses Bob's power to basically turn into Batman.
2: Oh yeah. When Harry was dead.
0: Yeah. And Harry is like, you really shouldn't carry him around in public. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because Bob is has a weakness in that anybody who possesses him can use him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The skull at least. Which is why Bob's terrible past he was used by a very evil, evil man in the in the past to do evil things. Mm-hmm. Two evil men. He was owned by Justin, and he was owned by Kremler. Yeah. Oh, Kremler. Mm-hmm.
2: And Harry, it wasn't Harry. Did something to to block off that part of his memory or something, so that he wasn't like in. Oh, he forebode
1: evil. he 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 forebode him from accessing it because he has oh, total okay, control. Correct. In um
0: in briefcases, you get a short story from um Lucio's point of view. hmm hmm Really. Yeah. You get a short story from Lucio's point of view based in the um in the um American West um in like um 1800s. Yeah. Hmm. And she teams up with Wyatt Earp and fights uh, Kremler. <laughs> she would team up
1: with Wyatt Earp. That's awesome. That's <laughs> funny.
0: Yeah, the um but I have to it, it's really hard to pick a favorite character. I, I love Charity. It, I it love really, It
1: really is hard to pick a favorite it character. Is, that's
2: because every single one of those characters it is uh, standalone on their own. They're not side characters. They're not background yeah. characters. Like, he really fleshes them out to full <laughs> characters. Yeah. Like, when you first meet Charity... You're just like, "Oh, Michael's wife." And you just uh, she, kind of She's a
1: little she's a little overbearing, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just kind of like, whatever. And then as the story progresses, you're like, "Holy fuck. Like he doesn't there's not a single character that I can think of that he has not completely flushed out. Like even yeah. even Murphy's uh um partners. Mhm. Even Murphy's partners and her in her team, he he fleshes out every single one of those characters, which is which is what builds it. So, but it, my second favorite character, I have to say, is Mac. Mac is my second favorite character.
1: Yeah, Mac's great.
0: Uh, Mac is probably it, it's because he's so mysterious
1: because exactly, you don't really know much about him.
0: And Mac owns the bar that Dresden and. Yeah. Um, Basically, which is, everyone which, in
1: the series goes to. Yeah, which is, as, as per the Accords, Neutral Ground, mm-hmm. that you, you will not fight here.
0: <laughs> and I like how in the most recent books, he's actually brought up that Mac being able to set it up as Accord and Neutral Ground is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how did he do that? <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah. Like, and in Skin Game, Mac, um, like Dresden asks Mac straight up, like, what is up with you? yeah oh no it wasn't skin game it's cold days yeah cold, cold days. days he asked him exactly what is up with you and he's like i'm out
1: that's all he'll say is i'm out i'm out yeah i'm i'm out. I, yeah uh, i which when we do find out if we find out Max's true backstory it's going to be epic
2: oh i'm sure I'm, I'm sure
1: i'm sure it'll. i mean
0: it could i mean he could be an outsider that's not part of the evil plan anymore i mean he could be something crazy
2: yeah, and and you don't know. I think what I love most about Mac is how much he is disengaged from everything, but mm-hmm. how much you really get the sense that he is on Harry's side. Oh, so yeah. I think that there there's something because he's so disengaged from all his other customers, right? Yeah. Like and he's even disengaged from Harry to some point. But Harry's like, "I need to borrow your car, Mac." He's like, "Here you go." Like, it's, it's just one of those things where there is definitely a story there. And I think Mac is personally tied to Harry in some way. But that we wouldn't just surprise don't me know. at all, yeah. And I feel like it probably has something to do with his mom. Like, maybe Mac's there to look out for Harry, but not in an overtly... Like, there's only so much he can do.
1: There's something to be said for that. I mean, definitely. I'd be It'd be one hell of an interesting plot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was also thinking like he's an ex, an ex high, high counselor from the, the a high wizard from the council or something. Or maybe he's even just uh, some sort of fae that is in charge of that is out and just like, no, nope, I'm not going back.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, nah, it's OK.
1: I mean, or he I, could be God. <laughs> you, you, you know what? In this series, I would not put it past Jim to, you know. Making him an angel would make sense too. That would be that would be mm-hmm. have have Michael come in and be like, "Oh, you're here?"
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I think that Uriel would be a more appropriate character for be the one that did. Uriel probably I mean, if he is an angel, Uriel Uriel's probably the one who helped them get out.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um I liked getting to see Uriel be immortal for a little while <laughs> in Skin Game. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. So, um Favorite books, and you can narrow this down to specific stories if you want. It doesn't have to be like the whole entire book. It can just be certain arcs or stories too. So
1: um um David, yeah. Remember um, your name for a second. <laughs> uh-huh. Um I would have to say that my all time favorite story that's been going on that they told in is was the, the the ongoing saga with Nicodramus and oh. and the coins. I just thought it was Nicodemus. Nicodemus, sorry, i have terrible names. Oh, Nicodemus yeah, that, the that actually and is an arc too, the it. Fallen Angels. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even mention the Fallen Angel arc. This book is, this series is so complex. Oh yeah. So... Oh. oh. Erica, you are chopping up bad.
2: Nope. Nicodemus.
0: <laughs> there we oh. go. Oh, now we can hear you now. Kind okay. of. Yeah. Yep.
2: Funny, as as you were like, We can't hear you, I was watching my Wi-Fi signal drop oh. and then up. Kept... So but oh. that's because it's storming really, really bad. Anytime the ground out here gets real saturated, mm. like it it's... it definitely affects the internet. So
0: what is your favorite um what is your favorite story in the series?
2: Well, real quick, I love the fact that Harry really got tied into that coin when mm-hmm. he saved Michael's son. It when he yeah. saved harry the coin so i i just want to say that um but i don't so i'm i'm going back through them but the one that always really stands out to me is changes when he wipes out all the reds and he makes that sacrifice to do that because you know he never thought he was going to be a dad and it's just like this awesome arc of Harry's of his personal like development and growth that he's now you know he's this parent so so that's my favorite arc because you know I'm a mom and everything has to do with my children everything
1: <laughs> it's a really really good arc and the fact that it that it culminates in such a just there's no other word for it but epic scene at the end mm-hmm. there it's oh sick. and the book
0: starts with our daughter's in danger And you're, and everyone just goes, wait, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Qua?
2: Yeah. So, and I just, I mean, I just love that. Like there's, there's so many fun things and there's always, there's always new magic and new this. And, you know, it's always building and it's so complex, Bri. You're right. I mean, it's just, you can't explain the series to somebody because of how complex it is. You really can't. And um, but for me, Harry's personal growth at in in that book is my favorite arc. What about you, Brian? What's your favorite arc?
0: My favorite stories have got to be Stormfront, the first one, because it's a traditional private detective story. It is. It really is. And it's just so good in how you don't know what the hell's going on, and you watch Harry piece it together, and. You're piecing it together with him, and yeah. And if you go back into it in a reread, you're given all the information you need right in the first chapter.
2: Yeah. Oh no, you're right. You are. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. You
1: just don't. You just don't know any of it because you know nothing about the world, the the world, or what's going on. And well, like one of my favorite
0: ways that worked is in Full Moon when you know there's werewolves involved, mm -hmm. and Bob at the beginning of the book you and this is the first few books are always like that it's like harry gets a case harry goes to bob bob tells him information and bob gives harry all this information about werewolves and you get surprised because harry and bob is like these are the five kinds of werewolves and then you find out that all five kinds of werewolves are are in the story (laughs) (laughs) and you should be able to go oh I'm giving information about all these five kind of werewolves. Obviously we're going to see all this, but no, you don't think that you just think you're getting a bunch of information. And then near the end of the book, it starts piecing together where every single type of werewolf is involved in the story. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh, that that's perfectly put together. Yeah. You're, you're given the information and that's kind of, I mean, you would yeah. think that would be cheap, but it's not because you don't expect it. It it, one of the things about Jim butcher's, development when he was learning how to write was he wanted to do big epic tales and they weren't doing well and he took a writer's workshop and the writer workshop teacher said write something using this formula and he resisted he didn't want to write a formulaic book and that's how he started the dresden files writing something to formula and that's why it does so well because it follows the formula and yes he follows the formula but he's using his talent to make the formula make sense um, did I lose everybody? No, no, I'm here. That was good. Oh, okay. I was, I, in I, was,
1: I, I was wondering where, where you read that from.
0: <laughs> oh, um, in the back of the first book?
1: Oh, in the okay. like, in the,
0: the information about the author? I'll have to crack
1: my copy open and take a look. We lost <laughs> Erica. We did uh, lose Erica. Okay, her. she'll be back. Let's add her back in and see if that works. Might actually have to do some editing
0: this time. No. No? I, okay. I, no, I I don't even bother you just get we lost her <laughs> during the call oh man I think she she may have lost her Wi-Fi or something mm. because it's not Oh well anyway let's continue okay. um, but I think um, my other favorite is the most recent book because um, in skin game you've had this big villain Nicodemus forever mm. and Harry's working as the winter knight and right at the beginning of your book you get Harry has to work with Nicodemus and
1: that blew me away i was like how in the hell is this gonna go well as the thing i spent the entire book w- waiting for the double gross because you know it's coming come on it's nicodemus
0: <laughs> well harry knew too oh exactly she, that. okay so erica lost her internet connection so it doesn't look like she's gonna be able to join us for the end oh so okay. i think this is when we do movie described badly oh okay I um I am gonna let you go first because I don't have any prepared and I have I, to look I, while you're doing it.
1: I don't either. Uh, stall for time. Stall for time. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: we might have to change this game because we're starting to run out of movies to do. Well, the
1: really easy ones are all you know really easy. Uh, hmm, thinking. Think. Bring up the IMDb top two fifty.
0: That's a good way of doing it. That's how I've always done it. Or I bring up Netflix and look at the movies on there. Um I don't think we're doing movie described badly. I think we've run
1: out of Yeah, I, I can't. I can't think of one right off the top of my head. And I'm looking at this I'm looking at Netflix going, "Uh, no, play turn on." Okay, saving the saving the time.
0: I okay. recently saw an interesting movie. I saw um um New in Town, a Renée Zellweger romantic comedy. Interesting. Um she works at a company and she in Tampa and she has to um she has to downsize this factory in Minnesota. So she's this hardworking businesswoman who goes down to Minnesota's plant and starts working on learning about their plant so they can roboticize the plant and cut workload by fifty percent. But she falls in love with the people in Minnesota and can't do it. Ah. it's so formulaic but we enjoyed it <laughs> nice we watched the trailer for it and it, there were so many like midwest minnesota type of jokes about it mm-hmm. that i was like i have to watch this movie not
1: bad. what have you seen recently oh well, the last movie i watched was uh the, the the last actual movie movie i went and saw was the uh mission impossible when it came out oh i saw really that good. that was great I love that the helicopter chase in the end is just a phenomenal.
0: Knowing that
1: Tom Cruise was actually piloting that helicopter. Yeah. Well, he learned how to pilot that helicopter yeah. just for that scene. So watching him know what he's doing in real life, but act like he has no clue what he's doing. While yeah. He, oh, it's great. To
0: give it a little bit more credit, he was a pilot already. Yes. He just learned how to fly a helicopter. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm not going to downgrade that and say that's not epic, but he did
1: know how to fly? Oh yeah, or the the stunt when he when he gets hit on the motorcycle and goes flying off of it and crushes his, and breaks his ankle, but stay, but because he knows they're not going to be able to get the shot until he heals his ankle, stands up and limps away, <laughs> which they actually used in the movie, which is great. But yeah, I was go Ah, oh, jeez, I yeah, I haven't, I've i I've been kind of uh, lack, lacking on my my movie watching. As I a saw late. the last movie I saw in the theater was Christopher Robin. Oh, how was that?
0: Oh, it was so heartwarming, and the CG was amazing. I mean, it really looked like stuffed animals running around. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, I think highlights I liked was they weren't imaginary. Mm. Um, that that was the thing I liked the most. I really didn't want them to be imaginary.
1: Oh, so he's not insane? Okay. Good. No,
0: no, they they're real. Um, and two, um, at the end of the movie during the credits. There's an old man on a piano on the beach playing a song while um, he's playing a Christopher Robbins song while um, the um, Pooh and his friends are sitting on the beach. Oh, that's nice. And the guy that they used, I don't know his name off the top of my head, but the guy that they used was the guy who him and his brother did all the music for Disney. He did like the Mary Poppins songs and he wrote. Oh, the
1: wow. Song. Okay. Yeah. And he's like 90 something. Wow. OK, yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, it was it was a good period piece, and what it was really about was about a man who lost his childhood when he went to World War One, mm-hmm. and getting it back so he can be a family man.
1: Interesting. Okay, yeah, that's more that's, that's that's more about it than I knew before. Yeah,
0: so that's, that's really great. what it's about because yeah. it, it's all about Christopher Robin forgetting his childhood, okay. and you know, just yeah. kind of. Thinking we're, we're, that you have to harden yourself up and be an adult. Yeah, going off the war, of his will do time that in the war. Yeah, but I mean, he has a wife and a daughter, and he and he's he, he learns to be less work focused, and it,
1: it's just a really good movie. Mm. Uh, the 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 next movie that I'm really really going to going to see 100 percent is uh, the Queen movie when that comes up, Aheem Rhapsody. I so, want to see that too. Uh, I saw the preview for it. It looks so good. They they released the first theatrical trailer. Oh man, it looks so good. Um, did you, um,
0: I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the house of clock and its walls. I don't
1: think I've actually even heard of that one. It's, um, who's the guy who did Hostel? Oh, uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Oh, oh, I can't a, think of his name. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not a horror movie guy or even those, those, I guess. Eli I Roth, Eli horror, Roth. But.
0: Um, Eli Roth is doing it and it's a kid's movie. I'm terrified of that. Yes. I can't wait. It, Jack Black stars in it. And oh, wow. it's about a like an orphan who gets brought in by his uncle to live in this house that has all this crazy stuff going on. And Jack Black plays a warlock, hmm. and he teaches the boy magic. Interesting.
1: All right. um, That's, that sounds like it might be. It might not be too bad. Yeah, it's based on a book. Good place to start. Um, the Halloween sequel looks
0: amazing.
1: It's hmm. a true sequel. Okay. Um, it's oh, a- the one with uh, her, mom, her his mom or whatever, yeah. Well, it's going to be a
0: sequel to um, – they're going to get rid of all the sequels from the canon,
1: and it's going to be a sequel to the second movie. I was going to say, I don't think you can take a lot of those sequels seriously as canon, to be yeah. fair. They start getting really ridiculous.
0: <laughs> and it's – Jamie Lee Curtis is going to star in it, and she's going to be like the replace of the Loomis character. Oh, the 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 psychologist, she's going to be the one who's obsessed with um, Michael. And in the trailer, she actually says that she prays every day that Michael would escape. Huh. so she can put a bullet in his head.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way of doing it.
0: Yeah. But I like how they make her the one who's like obsessed with Michael. And it, it it just looks like it's going to be really cool. Like the trailer looks really good and they have her. I mean, she's got long white hair and she looks like a grizzled old lady. It does sound pretty good. Yeah, it, it looks like it's going to be really good. Um, There's not a lot of exciting movies coming up.
1: Yeah, I've noticed a rather rather dry patch of movies coming out, too. I'm looking forward to the new Spider-Man when that's when that comes out. Venom looks interesting.
0: We got our big, our next big ones are Marvel movies we have coming up are next March, which is Captain Marvel. Yeah, and then May we have um, Infinity War, and then after Infinity War, Spider Man. Yeah, the the trailer for the
1: Venom movie looks really good. Sequel to Johnny English is coming out. Oh, awesome! Yeah, another the third one I think. Yeah, I love I love Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> So, um, anything going on with you? Not really. Um, the the con the the strategic cons are done for now. I'm just kind of in you know prep mode for the next coming months with the holidays coming on. And,
0: yeah, and this is the long
1: gap between strategic
0: cons because
1: you know February. That's yeah, like five str five five or almost six months. Yeah, yeah. I
0: I haven't found cons to go to out here yet. Um, well, besides, look, I think Paisio cons out there, isn't it? Well yeah, but we're going to do that Memorial Day weekend. Um the um Rose City Comic-Con is t- this weekend.
1: It's right now. Uh they have to change their name uh in San Diego won that court case. Oh so. today? Yep.
0: Unless they're run by the same group.
1: Unless they're run by the same point. group, they have to change they cannot call themselves Comic-Cons anymore. Yeah, I read a, I read an article about that. They they won that court case.
0: Yeah, Rose City Comic-Con is still called Rose City Comic-Con for
1: now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that'll change as it gets closer. It's this weekend. It's right now. It's, oh, yeah. Maybe, it's yesterday, then, today then, and then, tomorrow. Then maybe they're going to get away with it because it's happening right now. Or but next year, the name will probably change. Actually, at the bottom of the Web page, it says Comic-Con and the Comic-Con logo are
0: registered trademarks of San Diego Comic-Con and are used here with permission. Oh, well, there you go. Yep. They paid them money.
1: Yep, they had. Yep. That's what it was.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that convention's been going on for a long time. It's probably worth it for them.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. It's, uh, hopefully the San Diego's not charging an arm and a leg. I'm
0: going um, today my my schedule is um helping a friend um who owns a dentist office with his computer work. Oh, fun. Cool. And then I'm going to a kids birthday party. Friend's kids birthday party. Oh, I was going to say uh <laughs> And this week, I only work two days. Oh, nice. Because Jewish holidays. Oh, right. oh yeah. How's uh, how's work going? I like it. Oh, I like glad, it. It's glad really to hear nice it. It's a nice place to work.
1: I like it a lot. Yeah. I've been there two weeks now. That is a very important part of having a job is actually enjoying it. So you go. Yeah. Yeah. I really like it. I I, I mean, it's going to be hard getting used to
0: this whole, like, you don't work in September and October because there's so many Jewish holidays. It's like I work two days next week, three days a week after that, two days a week after that, and two days a week after that. Um, but then it's back to business as usual until Passover, and then I get like a week and a half off.
1: Nice. Yeah, a week and a half off is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. I mean, my, my my company does a shutdown over Christmas and New Year's, but other than that, it's you know, five days a week. We do get Christmas off, but only Christmas. Oh, yeah, we're off. Uh, we're off a couple days before until the day after New Year's.
0: And we get Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off for Thanksgiving.
1: Oh, nice! I just get that Friday.
0: Yeah. The um. Oh, you don't get Thanksgiving? I get. Th- oh, come on.
1: Yes, I get Thanksgiving, but I also get, <laughs> get that Thursday, Friday. Friday. Yeah. Um. I'm I, not a security guard anymore, Brian. I get major holidays off. I don't think it's because it's just a Jewish school. I think
0: it's because it's a school period. I because I've talked with my. I talked with a friend whose wife is a teacher, and he's mm-hmm. like. They get so much time off. It's insane. Yeah. So it, I, I think it's just distributed a little differently because it's a Jewish school. But um, we digress. We had a great talk today about ha- about Harry Dresden. Yeah. Uh, we went into the series in a way that nobody who hasn't read it will understand. This episode is going to have our lowest views ever. Um, <laughs> but um, maybe we'll get some new listeners for people who are into the Dresden files. So um, check us out. Check this up episode out that you're already listening to, and um, uh, yeah, it was it was just cool to go into this. We've been waiting to do this for a while, and it's sorry we lost Erica due to her poor Ohio internet connection. So,
1: it um, sounds like she needs to have her uh, her lines uh, re re weatherproofed because uh, that, that shouldn't to, happen.
0: Or she needs to get um, a hard line from her router in her. In her second, from her first floor to her. Well, actually, I don't know how her house is designed, but she, oh. I, I think she needs to get a hard line instead of Wi-Fi.
1: Well, I don't know if it's just the Wi-Fi or if it's the actual internet itself. I think like, it's if wifi. the internet itself died, then that that's a bigger issue.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. This hasn't hap- This wasn't happening before until she got the new house.
1: Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah. I blame. Uh, I blame the Wi-Fi echoes.
0: Yeah. So, um, I this is Nerd Podcast Radio, and I'm Super Vegan Brian. I was joined by. Percy Smurferka. Bye! (laughs) (laughs) And David something something
1: the third. Uh, Bye everyone. (laughs) Stay (laughs) nerdy. Stay informed. And stay stay awesome. Brian, cut her off.
0: Okay. I did already a long time ago.
3: It's for listening to our show. Welcome to the